Hebrew Declarations with Daniel Jedediah Cook, and I'm reading the Declaration for today, November the 17th, 2020. The three Hebrew letters we're honoring today are Kof, Hey, and Resh. Along with those three living letters, we're also honoring the spirit of understanding and the spirit of counsel. The Declaration today reads this, Unity in action, becoming a physical demonstration and manifestation of no greater love, John 15, 3. The seat of choice, the portal of releasing spiritual energy into the universe, setting into motion things seen and unseen. The beginning of fulfillment and the action of authority. This uh, morning's declaration began to stir in me, particularly the first part of this, where Michelle's talking about the unity in action becoming a physical demonstration and manifestation of no greater love, which is found in John 15, 3. Now, John 15, uh, starting in verse 11, says this, These things have I spoken unto you, that you, that my joy might remain in you, and that your joy might be full. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love has no man than, than this, that he lay down his life for his friends. So, I love this scripture because it begins to really allude to and begin to move into the place where uh, Yeshua here begins to pray to really to Yahweh in what uh, here at Gates of Zion we've called uh, the real Lord's Prayer. Apostle Aaron has been calling it the real Lord's Prayer for years. And and I agree wholeheartedly with that because it's the place where Yahweh and, uh, and Yeshua is crying out to Yahweh specifically and says, you know, I, let them be one, Father, as you and I are one, us in them and them in us. And he goes through that whole part of John 17, crying out for the connection and how the two are becoming one. But it's funny because the, the key word here is a word that many of you may be familiar with. I know that Justin Abraham has spoken about this before and looking at the Hebrew word for love, which is ahava. And it's a orhava. And it's a beautiful, uh, a beautiful word because it uh, it begins with an aleph hey and a bet hey. Hence the reason I messed up a little bit there. Uh, it's not a hava, but hava. Uh, aleph is always silent, and so aleph is never pronounced when it's it's spoken in a word. But in hava, you've got the aleph hey and the bet hey. I began to look at it a little bit differently this morning because. You know, when I when I look at the promises of Yahweh, when I look at the fullness of his plan, his purpose, and everything that he's done, to me, you can take all of that and wrap it up into a single letter. And that's Aleph. You know, because Aleph to me not only talks about the, the ox, the burden bearer, the, the strong leader, it also talks about where Yahweh put his promises into, into place inside of the Aleph. Matter of fact, if you can look based on some fonts, if you look closely, you can actually find a hidden bait inside of Aleph. And so even still, it alludes to the very next part of that where, you know, the, the scripture talks about a little bit later on in Genesis where, where it says that the two shall become one flesh. Well, y'all, for several for probably about a year now, Yahweh began to speak that to me, and the two shall become one flesh. And it's it's been something that has been been kind of 
inside of my spirit, man, almost day after day after day. And of course, initially when I, when I first heard him say that, I immediately went to the place of a husband and a wife and our relationship with Yahweh in that, in that perspective. So, uh, I, you know, one of the ways that Yahweh helps me to understand many of the letters and many of the words that he's, that he is speaking has to do with my, the relationships that we have here on the earth. And I find that if I look at the, these relationships and I see the, the positivity, I see the things that, that are a reflection of Yahweh himself in those relationships, then really I can turn that back and say, well, how much more so with you, Yahweh, as it is with here on the earth? And so, you know, we have, you have a husband and a wife that come together and, and love that is built up inside of this place. And, and when, when a, a husband and wife begin to, to build a home, they begin to build a place where they both dwell together in unity. Now, I know there's that, there's the practical side of that, and we all know, but see, even even in that, that growing and maturing between the two, and even what appears to be, you know, little spats or little the moments of, of, of whatever, you know, I, for me, it was selfishness. Back years ago, it was, a, it was nothing more than selfishness. But during those spats was those, those times of maturing and growing, not only in our love for each other, but also in our love for Yahweh. And... And in that place, we, we begin to, to see that there's, there's a home that's being built. Well, with a bait hidden inside of Aleph, it, it really begins to allude to this place of really the two have already become one flesh from the very beginning. But then we have bait, which is the next living letter in the Hebrew Aleph bait. And so, you know, bait not only talks about two, it talks about duality. It talks about home. So the, the living, the, the living letter bait also is the first Hebrew letter that begins the word bait, which is that of the house and the home. And so there's a, there's a growing together of that and the two becoming one that, that really begin to produce the place of where <coughs> children come into play. If you will, the place of legacy. Now you guys have heard me say this before that that Yahweh has asked me a question not too terribly long ago when I start thinking about the term overcomer. And I used to think that that term really had a lot to do with the place of overcoming sin and overcoming the, the, the difficult times and overcoming, you know, the, the, the places where I know that Yahweh is working at me to help me to grow and to mature. But here lately, I've begun to see the place of being an overcomer is when we can overcome Yahweh by our love. You see, if we, if I really can think about it like that, in that perspective, when I love someone, when I love him so greatly, then there's nothing that I would do, would not do for him. There's nothing that I wouldn't complete. I, my heart is so sold out. If you will, it's this place of Hineni. Here am I. I'm here to complete what you ask. I give up everything of myself and I say, here, I am here to do what you would want me to do. Greater love has no man that he lay down his life for his friends. You see, it's in that place of this is where I'm beginning to see the place of the overcomer really being that place of us overcoming him by our love. You see, Yahweh overcame us by his love for us, not only in all that he has done for us, but then the giving of Yeshua, 
for him to die on the cross to to fulfill the righteous requirements of the law, to set us into a place where we had that connection once again with the Father that had been separated prior to that. Greater love has no man than he lay down his life for his friends. Now you are my friends if you do whatever I command you to do, John 15, 14. Henceforth I call you not servants, for the servant knoweth not what his Lord does, but I have called you friends. For all things that I have heard of my Father, I have made known to you. Now, ladies and gentlemen, this is the place where Yahweh really cried even to the people of Israel back in Exodus 19. This was the place where they had gone into the valley of Sinai or Sinai and, and they were beginning the process of, of really Moshe giving them the law and several other things. Now there's some beautiful things that happened during that place that I don't have time to get into right now. But let it be said that one of the main purposes that Yahweh had taken them to Sinai or Sinai to be able to, to do was that he wanted the people of Israel to see the relationship that he and Moshe had. You see, Moshe had the testimony that he was friends with Yahweh. And in that place, there were no riddles, there were no mysteries, there were no secrets between the two. They were able to talk plainly to one another. Look at John 15, verse, four, verse 15. Henceforth, I call you not servants, for the servant doesn't know what the Lord does, but I have called you my friends. Because I, just like Moshe and the Father talk back and forth together, I have made these things known unto you. You see, when we begin to look at this place where Michelle talks about unity in action, becoming a, a, a physical demonstration and manifestation of this no greater love, this is the place where we're talking about right now. Is this unity something that we have to wait on? Is this, is this physical demonstration and manifestation something where we're waiting for an event to cause it to flip? Or are we the ones that cause it to flip? Are we the ones that begin to look from a different perspective and say, you know what, brother, even if you're cussing me out, even if you don't like me, I can look into you and I can see the light of Yahweh inside of you. And I'll address that light of Yahweh inside of you, regardless of what I see on the outside. Are we willing to go past that place and to say that we love one another and let that demonstration and manifestation of no greater love come into existence here and now.